You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. He's just exceptional in, in almost every way, starting with his ability to be out there all the time. Garoppolo, play action, just as you called, clean pocket, lobs downfield for Adam, The pace that he practices at, the tempo that he works at, it's obviously very clear why he has achieved what he's achieved, because every day is basically that. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings, here's your boy Q. And here we go, live from Buffalo Wild Wings. This is what we do each and every Friday. We're on tour. We're like rock stars. We're on tour each and every Friday. We're at another Buffalo Wild Wings. Today we come to you live from the Galleria Mall. Uh, and the Mall Ring Circle is the exact location. Come on by, hang out with us. A lot of great uh, food specials going on, drink specials going on, all kind of good stuff happening here at Buffalo Wild Wings. And it's a great way to kick off your weekend the right way. The only way to kick off your re- weekend, honestly, if you're at work right now, leave. Why, why stay at work when you don't have to? It's Friday. There's nobody at your job that's really paying attention to anything anyway right now, right? Everyone's thinking about what they're going to do on Saturday, what they're going to do tonight, what they're going to do on Sunday uh, before or after they watch the Raider game. So you might as well just go ahead and bounce up out of your spot and uh, come over here, hang out with us at Buffalo Wild Wings, and have a good time. We've got all kind of different prizes that we're rolling out right now on our table. We've got some uh, shirts. We've got a jersey here. We've got some koozies. We've got everything that you could imagine that you'd want. All in one location, Buffalo Wild Wings, Galleria Mall. It's right here, Mall Ring Circle. You cannot miss us. Just come on in, say what's up, and uh, we're going to get you hooked up. Just like that, there's plenty of TVs so you can watch all the action. There's ESPN's on, Fox is on, uh, a little bit of college preview football's on. Uh, all kind of good stuff is, is on these many TVs. Got some hoop action going on here. Uh, yeah, there's some hoops on there. So there's all kind of different things for you to enjoy here at Buffalo Wild Wings. But more importantly, you get out and about and you uh, get to hang out with us for the next few hours of course this is the friday before the game so you know we got a lot to get into on this show coming up today excited about it as i am each and every day that we have an opportunity to speak with each other and i uh, got some really good guests lined up for the show today starting off at 2 30 bridget condon from nfl network she'll join us to talk all things chargers uh what to expect from the the la chargers as uh, the raiders head to sofi stadium on Sunday, and there's a lot of guys that are questionable or already ruled out for the Chargers as far as uh, injuries go. They have a very long injury list. The Raiders do as well. Uh, Curtis Bolton is the only one that's for the Raiders that is already ruled out for the silver and black. Jimmy G, still on concussion protocol. He is questionable for Sunday, so we'll go ahead and get that out of the way right now. I don't know who is going to go. If Jimmy G doesn't go, obviously that's a decision that the coaches have to make, and we'll find out at some point, probably 90 minutes. Well, we might find out tomorrow. Because concussion protocol could be cleared sometime today, could be cleared tomorrow. We could end up getting a notification that Jimmy G is cleared. If he clears, he's, there's no doubt about it, he'll be the starting quarterback for the Silver and Black. But, of course, he's got to clear concussion protocol. So we'll find out sometime between now and uh, kickoff. Really, not now and like 90 minutes before kickoff, for sure, they've got to make a decision on who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Silver and Black. But uh, the, the Chargers have a lot of guys that are banged up and injured right now. So we'll go over the injury report at some point in the show. But Bridget Condon will join us at 2.30, talk all things Chargers as we prepare for week four action. The first quarter of the season, for the most part, going to be in the books after Sunday. Coming up at 3 o'clock, 
Gilbert Manzano, SI Now, Monday morning quarterback. He'll join us, and we'll just talk all things NFL. Week four got underway last night with the Lions topping the Packers. And, Ari, I think you had the Lions on our, our pick em. I did not. I had the Packers. I've told anyone who will listen that I'm going to be late to the party when it comes to the Lions. Well, after that performance that they put in last night, I might want to start uh, getting ready for the party. <laughs> I might, I might want to start getting dressed, man, because <laughs> it looks like that they're the they're a team that that is a team that you really got to pay attention to. Uh, they're a very gritty team. They they're very much like the the image of their head coach, and they're playing some good ball. And the way that they dominated in the trenches against the Packers in Lambeau Field, that told me a lot. And don't forget, they started off the season with a big win in Arrowhead on Thursday night as well. So that's two big road wins that the Lions have. So, yeah, I might want to go and get ready for the party because it, it seems like the Lions are for real. And Ari, who's back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, uh, you're just flexing right now. You're flexing. You're, you're, uh, you're, you're, telling, you're telling anyone who will listen that you know what you're talking you about. You clowned me pretty hard yesterday for, for this pick and, and followed it up with – I clowned I you pretty hard for everything. Yeah, though. I mean, yeah. Let's be honest. It's I'm an equal opportunity clowner. That's cool. I'm, I'm here for it. But uh, – <laughs> But uh, no, and you said I didn't know uh, what I was talking about, or something to that effect. So I, yeah, I don't dispute. I don't dispute that that's true or not. But <laughs> I got the win. So you did, you, you did, go. and I, and, I, and that's why I started off the show giving you props. I don't mind. Look, Thank I you. say it all the time. I don't mind being wrong. I'll always admit when I'm wrong. You know, that's that's you the very do, least yes. that you could do. Is if you're going to be wrong, admit that you were wrong. And like I said, I'm currently getting dressed for the party that is the Detroit Lions because it looks like that they're a real deal team and uh, one of the better teams in the NFC so we'll talk all things NFL week four storylines the gambling policy has been changed the rules are a lot are a lot stricter now uh, even than they were uh, you know at the beginning of the season so the NFL and the NFLPA has agreed on some new uh, rules so uh, we'll talk to them about everything going on NFL related that's coming up at three o'clock our good friend Gilbert Manzano, Monday Morning Quarterback, SI.com. 3.30, we'll transition back to the silver and black. Paul Gutierrez from ESPN. I saw him earlier today at the Intermountain Health Performance Center while Josh McDaniels was talking. Uh, he, had, he met with us around 10.15 this morning. So uh, Paul will join us to talk about the expectations, what he's looking for from the silver and black, what he thinks the Raiders need to do to get that offense jump started because that's something that I'm really trying to focus in on, man. Like I know I talk a lot about the defense and for good reason, but, man, that offense has got to get going. If that offense can't get going anytime soon, then the Raiders are going to be in a, in, a, in a world of hurt, right? And so there's plenty of reasons why, but we'll talk to Paul about all things offense. We'll talk about some certain players. Uh, we'll talk about everything going on with the Raiders. We found out earlier today that Chandler Jones was arrested. Uh, he had violated a, 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 a basically a restraining order, a, a protection order, uh, that he wasn't supposed to be around somebody. And I don't know all the details, but uh, apparently it was uh, something that happened around midnight. He went, went to – uh, Clark County Detention Center. He is out now, and I guess he has a court hearing on December 4th. And really, there's not a whole lot more to say about that. It's kind of just he got arrested. He's out. He's got a court hearing. So, you know, but we'll talk to Paul and get his thoughts on all things Raiders related coming up at 3.30. At 4.30, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. He joins us each and every Friday, gives us the, the money lines, you know, talks about how to win some money. We'll dip into some college ball with him, and, of course, we'll dip into some NFL action. We'll ask him where he's thinking about the Raiders, who I believe are about five-and-a-half-point underdogs in this game coming up against the Chargers. We'll ask Lee Sterling where he's leaning. That comes up at 4.30. So those are the guests that we have. Bridget Condon at 2.30, Gilbert Manzano at 3, Paul Gutierrez at 3.30, and Lee Sterling at 4.30. And of course, we want to hear from you in between time. 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword R&R. Also, pretty excited about this. I'm going to pencil this in for 4 o'clock, and this is kind of like 
an asterisk next to it. Like we're going to try our very hardest to get to this at eight o'clock or four o'clock. Uh, Max Crosby, there's a there's a NFL films that was out floating around on Twitter late last night that I saw, and I wanted to make sure I brought it to the table. And it's really about his journey through sobriety. Uh, Carissa Thompson is there interviewing him, and this is from earlier this year. Uh, it was pretty. It was pretty cool. But it was earlier this year when he was going through some UFC stuff and you know just training. But it just talks about his sobriety and you know where he was when he got into the league to where he is right now. It's probably like eight to nine minutes, but it's really good stuff. So I got it penciled in. Um, Ari's telling me that we're going to do it for sure. He's got it. He's got it written in ink that we're going to do it. So I got it in pencil so I can erase it just in case. But Ari's saying we're going to do it. So if Ari says we're going to do it. We're going to do it. So that's coming up at 4 o'clock, Max Crosby's Journey Through Sobriety and Football with Carissa Thompson. You'll hear that at 4. Like I said, it's about eight, eight and a half minutes long. Pretty good stuff. So, uh, yeah, as you can tell, we've got a loaded show. Plus, throughout the course of the show, we want to hear from you. Get your thoughts on all things silver and black related, all things related to this game coming up on Sunday when it's the Raiders and the Chargers week four at action. Again, Bridget Condon at 2.30, Gilbert Manzano at 3, Paul Gutierrez at 3.30, Lee Ster- Sterling Paramount Sports at 4.30. With all that being said, we're at the Buffalo Wild Wings, Galleria Mall, uh, Mall Circle. You can't miss us. All you got to do is drive in, pull in the parking lot. Boom. It's right there in front of your face. Come on in. As soon as you go through the those doors you can't help but to see me i'm right there i'm the i'm the guy yelling at you as soon as you walk through the door <laughs> right you cannot miss it so uh come on in say what's up and get hooked up my man vice raiders already here the wife's already here so we already got a party going on and it's early so uh, come on by hang out with us with all that being said let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive the opening drive of unnecessary roughness on raider nation radio 9 20 a.m is brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. So a couple questions that I'd like to bring to the table each and every day, and, of course, you can always chime in and respond to it, or you can go your own direction, which is fine, too. You know, just love to have the interaction with Raider Nation on this Friday on this show, Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So, as I mentioned, the Raiders are five-and-a-half-point underdogs in this game. There's not too many believe that the Raiders actually have a chance to win this. For the most part, everyone thinks that, okay, the Raiders, they haven't been scoring a lot of points. The Chargers have been scoring a lot of points. It's it's open and shut case, right? So a lot of people believe that the Raiders are going to lose this one. I even had originally yesterday, I had the Raiders losing as well, and then somehow I just walked into a victory. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go with the Raiders on this one. I don't know why. I had no reason why. I don't. I still don't have any reason why I'm convinced that they're going to win. But it's just one of those things. Sometimes you just have that gut feeling. You're like, you know what? I think they're going to win. I was talking about that actually today when we were waiting for Joshua Daniels to meet with us. I was telling uh, somebody in the media room, they were asking me what I thought of the game. I was like, you know, I don't have any idea. But I'm just going to pick the Raiders because, well, this will be the game that the Raiders win. When most people believe that they're not going to win it, it'd be the one that they just bounce up and win. So I'm just going to roll with them. And it was funny that they were thinking, you know, I kind of had that same feeling. So it's it's just really weird. Uh, It's not one of those where I feel – 100% 100% like they're going to win or 100% that they're not going to win. I just, I don't know, as I was thinking about it yesterday, we were going through our picks, I kind of just walked into a, yeah, I think the Raiders are going to win. So that's what we're rolling with. So, again, not too many people believe that the Raiders are going to win this game. But for them to get the victory, what is the path going to be? What will they have to do? What will the path of victory look like for the Silver and Black if they're going to have a chance to win this one on Sunday against the Chargers? Obviously, they're going to have to get their offense going. But what is it going to look like in your opinion? So let us know about that at 702-365-9200. Don'tbebroke.com, text line at 69187, keyword r That's one question. The other question, and I think this goes hand-in-hand hand with the path to victory, is about the run game. And I asked Coach McDaniels multiple questions about the run game earlier today. What type of day do you expect for running back Josh Jacobs? 
is this the day, week four, can he get his first 100-yard rushing game of the season? And remember, if you go back to last year, what, he got, you know, really rolling, what, week four, week five? One of those, I don't know the exact week, but it, was, it wasn't right out the gate. It's not like anyone knew that, okay, Josh Jacobs is going to lead the league in rushing because he was so phenomenal the first couple weeks of the season. So what kind of day do you expect for Josh Jacobs? Can he get his first 100-yard rushing game of the season? So let me know what you think about the running game coming up on Sunday because if the Raiders are going to win this one, I promise you, if they're going to win this one, they have to run the ball. They cannot get it done just by passing. I don't care what quarterback's in there. I don't care if it's Jimmy G. I don't care if it's Brian Hoyer. I don't care if it's Aiden O'Connell. I don't care if you bring back a quarterback from back in the day, right? They have to be able to run the ball to be able to win this game against the Chargers. It's going to do multiple things. One, it'll keep the Chargers' offense off the field. And two, it'll make their offense more balanced, which is what they need to be able to have a successful offense in this Josh McDaniels scheme. So uh, the the, the running game has got to get started as far as I'm concerned. So those are the two questions I have. What are the path to victory for the Raiders, and what type of day do you expect from running back Josh Jacobs? Can he get his first 100-yard rushing game? 702-365-9200, and the don'tbebroke.com text sign 69187, keyword R&R. Got this text from the 209. What up, Q? What are the odds of a questionable player playing? I would think they're pretty good. You know, I mean, again, I don't know how questionable it is, but I think that anyone who's questionable, they have an opportunity to play, right? And – I'll go over the I'll go over the uh, the report real quick. The guys that are questionable for the Raiders, Max Crosby is questionable with the knee injury. He was limited today in practice. He was limited on Wednesday with the knee injury. Didn't participate on Thursday and limited today. Jimmy Garoppolo with the concussion didn't participate Wednesday. Limited to, uh, Thursday and Friday. He's questionable. Uh, Roderick Teamer the Achilles injury limited on Wednesday. Did not participate on Thursday. Limited on Friday. He's questionable. Malcolm Kuntz. Groin injury, not listed on Wednesday, uh, limited on Thursday, and then limited today. He's questionable. And then Nate Hobbs, who wasn't listed at all, ankle injury. uh, He wasn't listed on Wednesday, wasn't listed on Thursday, limited today, and he's questionable. So that could be a big concern as well. Two guys, Max Crosby and Nate Hobbs, could be huge losses if they're not out there for the silver and black. Now, knowing Max the way that we know Max, I'm assuming he's going to go play. And I, I have a feeling that Nate will too. But if you don't have those two guys, man, you're in a world of hurt. So uh, I, I do think that there's a good chance that the questionable guys will play. Uh, the one questionable guy that there's no control over is obviously Jimmy Garoppolo. He's got to pass concussion protocol. It's the only way he can get out there on the field. So thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Let's go out to the phone lines at 702-365-9200. New England Raider, you're up first. What's on your mind? Hey, what up, Q? How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Hey, I'm at the airport right now. I'm about to be flying out to LAX, man. Nice. Yes, I'm excited. It's my uh, it's my annual Raider game, so I'm heading out there with my girl. It's actually going to be our first football game, so I'm excited for that, man. Um, yeah, honestly, man, let me just keep this short and sweet. If Jimmy's playing, I need him to I need to see him diversifying his throwing. I need yeah. to see him throw into, you know, the Hunter Renfro's, the Wilkerson's. Like, I mean, I'm just thinking back in the day. Remember Seth Roberts, man? Remember Patterson? Yeah. Remember like remember when they used to get it to those number three, number four guys? Like, let's 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 do it, man. Let's let's get it out there. And uh, Raider Nation, I'm excited. I'll be out there t- uh, representing. And uh, you have a good one, Q. Let's go, boys. All right, there you go. And yeah, <clears throat> you're you're absolutely right, man. They've got to be able to pass the ball around the yard, right? You've got to be able to spread it around. It cannot be the Devontae and Jacoby show. It's just too predictable. Right? I mean, there was no, not one time when I was watching that game on Sunday night against the Steelers in, in the Legion Stadium, not one time when the ball was in the air and, and a, a receiver came down with it was I surprised when it was Devontae or Jacoby. 
because I just knew that that's where the ball was going. They've got guys. I don't care who it is. You don't have to get involved, everybody. But Jacoby, Devontae, they're going to get theirs, right? Cool. Hunter, great. Mayer, great. Trey Tucker, great. DeAndre Carter, great. Like any of those guys are doable, right? All those guys can, can get it done. Somebody has got to step up and also, you know, compliment Devontae and Jacoby. It just it cannot at all be the two-guy show. It just can't. They're fantastic, right? Love to see Devontae with the ball in his hands. Love to see what Jacoby could do. But they've got to be able to spread the ball around uh, more than what they have done. So uh, that's definitely a, a really big key for this team coming up on Sunday. They've got to do, find a way to do that. And they also, like I said, they have to find a way to run the ball. For me, my key is the victory, and I'll just go ahead and roll mine out there. Offensively, the offensive line's got to play with an attitude. They got to go out there and be bullies, right? I know nobody likes to say use the B word, bullies. I, they need to be that. They need to go out there and be bullies. They need to punch the Chargers' defensive line in the mouth. And the Chargers got some dudes. They got some guys that can get after the quarterback, right? They've got to be playing like bullies. They cannot let the Chargers' defensive line push them around. I mentioned Josh Jacobs already. The running game's got to get going. Jacobs, White, whatever the case may be, right? I don't feel like Zamir White's going to get a whole lot of burn, so it's got to be the Josh Jacobs show. But honestly, it would be a great game to get his first 100-yard rushing game of the season. It really would. It would go a long, long way. Also, like I mentioned, Renfro, Mayer, Hooper, right, Trey Tucker, DeAndre Carter, somebody else has got to step up and be a part of the offense. They have to. Those are just the keys offensively, right? You've got to protect the ball as well. J.C. Jackson apparently is playing. He was a healthy scratch last week for the Chargers. Apparently he's playing this week, so I'm interested to see how he's going to match up with Devontae or Jacoby, how that's going to look like. But you've got to protect the ball. You really do. So as far as offense goes, that's what it is for me. Defensively, turnovers are a must. They've had three weeks in a row where they've had an opportunity to create a turnover, and they've come up, sh they've come up short. Fumble week one, penalty brought it back. Interception week two, penalty brought it back. Marcus Peters puts the ball on the ground week three. They've got to finally come up with turnovers. I talked about the Detroit Lions, what we saw from them Thursday Night Football. You know what they did? They, they created turnovers, right? I mean, they just did. Interceptions, getting after the quarterback. They sacked Jordan Love five times, five. And they came up with a couple interceptions. That's what you've got to do. They're looking for the ball. There's only two teams in the league that have not created a turnover yet this year, the Giants and the Raiders. And that's it. And all we heard all offseason, all training camp, all preseason is create turnovers. Get your hands on the ball. Get your hands on the ball. Get your hands on the ball. And they just aren't doing that as of yet. So turnovers are a must defensively. They've got to get one to two turnovers in this game. Sacks, you've got to pressure Herbert. You let him sit back there and just pick you apart, he's going to do exactly that. He's going to pick you apart. But with that being said, he's, he's mobile. He can, move his, he can use his legs. So you have to have contain. So when Tyree Wilson's out there, he can't crash down too hard because if he does, then he's going to get outside and he's going to run for first down. We saw that Sunday night with Kenny Pickett. He got outside, was able to come up with some big plays. One got called back because of penalty, which was great. But he's able to keep plays alive because there's no contain. So if you're going to crash him hard, which you want him to, you got to be able to collapse the pocket. The interior has got to get there, and the outside has got to get there. But they've got to collapse it like a pocket, or else he's going to get outside and he's going to run for some yardage. And then probably the most important part of the defense, you've got to watch the tight end. Donald Parham Jr., 
You cannot let him go off. I don't know who's going to be on him. I really don't. Um, it could be Robert Spillane, maybe. It could be a safety that you roll up there on him, maybe. Maybe you dedicate a guy like Nate Hobbs to him. I don't know. That's not, that's not a Q question. That's a Patrick Graham question. How do you defend a guy like Donald Parham? Don't let that tight end beat you. They're down Mike Williams. You know what Keenan Allen brings to the table. The rookie Quentin Johnson's a big playmaker, but he hasn't really got off yet this season. So, you know, feel pretty good about the chances to slow him down. But that guy, that tight end, Donald Parham Jr., is going to be a he's going to be a problem. So those offensively and defensively are the keys that I have to the game. But what says you? 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text sign at 69187, keyword R&R. Let's go to uh, Raider Row from the desert, Arizona. Raider Row, welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, what's up, Q, man? How hey, man, I'm just, think, I'm just thinking, man, last week when we ran that spread offense when Hunter was in there, it kind of gave Jacob a little more running room and stuff. But we paid, we paid Hunter all this money, man. I'm like, where the hell is he at? Yeah, that's a good question. I've been asking that question for a few weeks now. Yeah, All right. You need to step up. Somebody's got to step up, though. Right. Yeah, exactly. That, that's why that's one of my keys. Thank you for the call. I appreciate you. That was one of my keys. Someone else besides Devontae and Jacoby's got to step up. I've been saying that since, you know, what, week one, week two? I think week one when Hunter got one target, and that was late in the game. I mean, through two games, he only had, no, matter of fact, he only had 13, 13 snaps in week one. After week two, he only had one target for 23 yards and one catch. I mean, he had a couple last week, but that's it's still not enough. And you're right. They're paying him way too much money to have very little production. So if that's Jimmy G looking at him, if that's McDaniels making him a priority, I don't care what it is. Someone has got to get involved in this offense, not named Devontae and Jacoby. It's just, you, cannot, you cannot just try to go throughout the course of the season with a two-man show. You just can't do it. right? Someone brought up on the text line yesterday that maybe the way that Hunter gets into his route and gets open, his extra steps and his extra motion could be throwing Jimmy G off. And that's a real possibility. I hadn't thought about it like that, but that's a real deal possibility. But, yeah, someone, to your point, Raider Rowe, has got to step up and make something happen. Let's go back out to the phone lines real quick, talk to our guy, Passionate Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? What's up, Q, man? Hey, I'm just sitting here listening to all the shows throughout the day, man, and I'm listening to everything, and I'm, and I'm watching football last night. And this is what really made me start thinking about it, Q. We ain't having fun. These players on the Raiders aren't having fun. You see the sideline of the Lions. You see the sideline in Miami. You see the sideline of just any other team that's out there doing it. They're having fun, man. And when you're having fun, things happen. No one's having fun right now. You can't be Max Crosby and have fun when you can't even go out there and really have fun because the whole defense is on you because you don't have to worry about nobody else. So, I mean, and then you see the frustration start to set in. And then, and, then, and then when that starts to set in your mind, every other thing starts to happen, man. So I just want to see these guys go out and just, cue, like I said the other day, just make the first play, man. Make the first damn play and let the next play make it and so on and so on and let the fun begin, boys. Because until we're having fun, this is what we're going to do. I'll let you on Monday, Q. Hopefully it's a good weekend, man. I really hope we can go in here and just handle business. And have fun, man. I can't even get really out and loud. Hyper with everything going on, man. Prayers for Chandler, man. Hope he's the man's doing okay. Hopefully he can get the help he needs, man. And I just hope everything that's affected of everything we just realized, the devil is real and he does come to steal, kill, and destroy Q. So let's just go out and get this win this weekend. 
Let's go out and hold each other accountable, and let's go out and have fun. And who's going to be the first one to make the goddamn play? Let's go. <laughs> there he goes, passionate Raider. Thanks for the call, my man. Appreciate you. And yeah, you know what part of the, uh, having fun is? Winning. Winning is fun. Right? I say it all the time. And the teams that you mentioned that are having fun, the Lions, the Dolphins, yeah, the Dolphins haven't lost the game. The, the Lions are sitting in first place in the north, right? There's 15 teams right now in the league, 15 of them, that have one win or less, right? So, yeah, teams that are one and two, they're not having a lot of fun because they're losing. Losing is not fun. Nobody likes to lose, even if they're playing a kid's game, right? Nobody likes to lose. I don't like losing at anything. I hate it, right? I don't want to lose at anything. We could play straws and I don't want to lose. Right? Nothing. I don't want to lose, especially to Ari, in our NFL pickums. If we do, if I do, I'm going to have an attitude. It's going to be boring. So it's, it's just about, you're right, it's about winning. And Devontae said that last year, to your credit. Devontae said that last year. You work all week to build yourself up till Sunday, and then the reward is playing the game. And it's supposed to be fun. But as he said, his words, not mine, winning is fun, losing is not. So they got to find a way to do it. But that's that's on them to go out there and execute as well. They're having fun when they're on the sideline and they're ho-humming it up and they're laughing and joking. And I see them at practice laughing and joking and this and that and the other. They're having plenty of fun there. Go out there and win games and have fun. Again, winning is a lot of fun. So thank you so much for that uh, call. I do appreciate you. Let's get one quick call in or uh, text in. This was from Glenn in San Jose. What up, Q? What up, Ari? If the defense could somehow put pressure on Herbert, it might rattle him enough to make mistakes and maybe turn the ball over. And Josh always has great games versus the Chargers. 100-plus yards is there for the taking. That's Glenn and San Jose. And I, I think that I hate to put a number on what I would like to see Josh Jacobs get. He got 61 yards last week against the Steelers, but it was really at the end of the game is when he started to get loose. I hate to just say he's got to get 100 yards, but, man, I sure would like to see 100 yards. If he got 100 yards, I'd feel pretty confident that the Raiders win that game. So that may be something that I'm kind of charting while I'm watching the game on Sunday. All right, that was 20 yards. All right, he just picked up 15 more. All right, where are we at? Right? It might be exactly what I do. I just think that 100 yards is something that's needed from this run game this upcoming Sunday. But thank you so much for the text, Glenn. I do appreciate you. And keep that feedback coming, 69187, keyword R&R. That's a don'tbebroke.com text line. The Raiders are five, five-and-a-half-point underdogs. Many don't give them a chance to win this game. What will be the path of victory for the Silver and Black? And what type of day do you expect for running back Josh Jacobs? Can this be his first 100-yard rushing game of the season? 226 at the time. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings Mall Ring Circle, the Galleria Mall. Bridget Condon from NFL Network joins us next to talk all things Chargers. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padilla. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. 
They're getting the ball to their go-to guys and the quarterback's making the right decisions. So specifically the scheme, I mean, we're still in the process of uh, watching the tape and stuff. But again, from what I've seen, you know, Keenan Allen's going to catch the ball. They're going to get the ball to the tight ends. They're going to hand the ball off to Eckler if he's playing. So, I mean, that's been a pretty good formula for him. <laughs> You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, live from Buffalo Wild Wings. Right there you heard Raiders defensive coordinator Patrick Graham talking about Kellen Moore and his scheme that he has as the offensive coordinator for the Chargers. And they're putting up a lot of points. That's something I can promise you. They're putting up a lot of points. They can score from anywhere on the field. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. We're live at Buffalo Wild Wings Mall Ring Circle over here at Galleria Mall. Come on over, hang out. We'll be here till 5 o'clock. Join us now on the phone lines. Do a little bit of a deep dive into those L.A. Chargers. This is our good friend Bridget Condon from NFL Network. And, Bridget, thanks so much for your time. Before we deep dive into the actual game and how, the, how it may look for the Chargers, I think they have a lot of guys on the injury report. Who, who do you have a good feeling might play, and who do you have a good feeling might be out on Sunday for the Chargers? You know, Q, I'm uh, driving back from practice right now. Thanks for having me on. And I was, I was hoping you weren't going to ask me about this injury report in depth <laughs> because it was so long. Even when the PR guy came over, he was like, all right, guys, I'm going to have to go slow because there was so much going on. But I will say, um, you know, just in talking with Austin Eckler in the locker room, earlier on Wednesday and then today, based on what he said to us, I would be surprised if we saw him out there. I think, um, you know, he mentioned on Wednesday he wants to make sure he has a full practice going 100% before he decides whether to play. Now, if he is true to his word, he still has not had a full practice 100%. He was limited again, again today. So, I, I would be shocked if we see him out there. Of course, the Chargers have the bye week again uh, next week. So some of these guys, it'll be interesting if they decide to wait, you know, and have two weeks off before pushing themselves back. Um, I know Joey Bosa is also on the injury report situation with him. Uh, you know, a veteran in this league, I would expect to see him maybe in a limited capacity because mm-hmm. again, Chuli has been playing outstanding um, for this chargers defense as well. So I think, you know, again, this is all speculation, but I would, you know, expect to see Joey in a limited role and then focusing more using Thule and Khalil Mack as uh, those edge rushers. Um, I know there's so many other guys. If you yeah. have it right in front of you, maybe it's better <laughs> if you read it off and I can kind of break it down. But that's the thing. It seems like that's always the theme with this Chargers team is yep. the injuries and the injury report continues to grow week after week. Well, one guy that's pretty important to this game is uh, Derwin James, and he didn't participate yep. all weekend or all week in practice, and then he's doubtful for the game. So uh, that's a guy that obviously Raider Nation is paying attention to to see if he's out there because he's, he's a difference maker, as you know. And the thing with a Derwin James is similar to a Joey Bosa, right? These guys don't need to practice to go out there and play and make an impact because they was, they've been around this league so much, and especially against a divisional opponent. They've yeah. played the Raiders so many times, so they know really the game plan. Derwin James was out there today, not practicing. He was in a hoodie and you know had sneakers on, <laughs> but he was watching and he was there. So whether he is dressed up, suited for this uh, game, or on the sideline helping some of the younger guys, he's going to have an impact some some way. We just don't know, uh, you know, if that'll be him in a uniform or him off to the side in a sweatshirt. 
Right, no doubt. Bridget Condon, NFL Network, is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Uh, so we know that Mike Williams is out. He tore his ACL. He's out for the season. Who fills that void? Is that more pressure on the, the rookie, Quentin Johnson, or who do you think fills in for Mike Williams now that he's gone for the year? So the way that the Chargers use their receivers is they kind of all rotate, right? So I think it's just going to be a bigger role for Josh Palmer and a bigger role for Quentin Johnston. So with Josh Palmer, he has that experience. Last season, remember, Keenan Allen was out seven games. Mike Williams was out for four games. So he's been that number two, that number one before. He's had games where he's had to take majority of the workload. You know, so I think he feels really comfortable in that position. He's going to get more work. And then Quentin, of course, is going to have a, a bigger role. I talked with him this week in the locker room. And, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I'm writing an article on him, so I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. But I think he's had six receptions, five yeah. or six receptions, and they've all come in that short game. He's been in the slot. Well, now you're going to see him out wide more, right? Because that's kind of the role Keenan, Mike, and Josh played they all rotated depending on the play call um so i think he will get some of those mike williams deep shot chances now with mike being out uh and keenan allen did mention to me that he felt like quentin had one of his best practices that he's had since joining the team because you don't have mike williams in front of you and you could make a mistake in practice it's kind of do or die and brandon saley alluded to that too today saying he felt like he's stepping up through this adversity and you heard coming in, you heard defensive coordinator Patrick Graham talking about Kellen Moore and the scheme, and he comes over from Dallas, and, of course, they had a really good offense under him. Uh, how have you seen so far the Chargers' offense evolve with Kellen Moore as the offensive play caller? I felt it's been more balanced, especially week one. They've been able to run the ball and pass the ball equally, especially in that first game. I think, um, you know, that was – a struggle for this team. Either they were just running the ball or they couldn't run the ball or they were just uh, using the passing game in that short and intermediate parts of the field. Now they are, we are seeing more explosive plays from them. We are seeing, you know, Keenan Allen went off last week and, and had 215 yards receiving. Um, so I think that they're exploding more. They're doing more. They're being, uh, you know, scoring more points than I remember. I mean, this offense has really fun, been fun to watch this year because of what Kellen Moore has done and all the different pieces, like the defensive coordinator you just played, his soundbite said, you know, they can run the ball, they can hand it up. Justin Herbert, you know, he's playing as good as he could be. Is he playing, like, I, I know one of the goals was for him to push the ball down the field more when they hire Kellen yeah. Moore. Are you seeing that as well? I think so. I think um, – Maybe not as much as they would like. I think when the deep shot gets called, it's not always, uh, you know, whether the receiver is catching it or the ball's thrown, you know, in the wrong place or whatever. Like, I don't think we're seeing the execution as much as they want yet. I think, too, they're still, it's still early in the season. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, you know, that's the thing with Quinton, too, is that's what he did in college, right? He played out wide. He was that explosive player so now being in that role I wonder you know of course he's going to have to learn this offense a lot quicker than anticipated but I wonder how much we'll see that chemistry yeah that explosiveness with with him involved now 
Yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, and, and I I think that there's playmakers all over the field for the Chargers, so it should be interesting to see how they you know put it all together. And and I know Kellen Moore is a hell of a play caller. Again, Bridget Condon is our guest from NFL Network here on Raider Nation Radio 920, talking about this Week Four matchup, Raiders Chargers SoFi Stadium. Are you surprised or shocked at all that the defense is not where it needs to be, especially with Brandon Staley being a defensive-minded head coach? Honestly, I am surprised uh, because of all the talent that they have. And like you mentioned, Brandon Staley, when he was with the Rams, he was that defense was top-notch. That's part of the reason why he got the head coaching job. Um, I think it's just taking them a little bit longer. I do believe that they'll get it figured out and – you know, there's all all the moving parts, people working back from injury, in and out of practice. I still think they need some more time to get the defense where they want it to be, and hopefully they get it figured out. Because when you look at the roster, you see stars, right? You see Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, uh, Derwin James, yeah. J.C. Jackson. That's why they brought him here. So I think I think they'll get it together. It's just taking a little bit longer than people hope. You know, I'm glad you brought up J.C. Jackson. He was a healthy scratch last week. I saw that he's expected to play this week. Has there been any clarification on what's going on with him and why he was a healthy scratch last week? No, I think that they're just, you know, kind of keeping those conversations internally, which okay. I respect, right? Yeah. They don't want it to be more of a distraction than it already kind of has been. Uh, it seems like they're all on the same page now, though. And, you know, Brandon Brand Daly said we need to see him um, – it, this week in practice, and then we'll determine if he'll play. And I asked him, and like you said, they do expect him to play. So I think they're all on the same page now. What happened? I don't know if we'll ever get details. I don't know if it's it's necessary at this point in the game to right. try and understand what went ha- what happened as long as now, moving forward, they're kind of all on the same page. Well, I'll say this. He was a guy that I was pounding the table for, hoping that the Raiders are going to go and make a move for him when he was a free agent. Obviously, the Chargers got him, but – he hasn't been the guy that everyone expected him, or at least he's not the guy that I expected him to be when the Chargers got him. Um, is, do, you, do you feel like he could turn the corner and be the guy that they expected, or is he kind of just who he is at this stage of the game? No, I hope, and I think you know everybody in that organization hopes so as well. Um, he's had a weird time there, right? Yeah. The ankle surgery, and then he played, and you know whether it was his slow start to last season because he was out with getting that surgery and rehabbing. Maybe he wasn't, um, you know, around the team enough or, or whatever the case may have been. He was a little slow for those games when he came back and then he had the knee injury. So it's been a weird start for him. I still do think he, you know, it's hard when you look at week one, of course, the matchup with Tyreek Hill. Tyreek yeah. Hill is one of the best, if not the best, receiver in the NFL he's super fast and he made JC Jackson in my opinion look maybe worse than he was because he still was coming back from that injury and the speed in which he came back I think he had the injury what uh maybe December or October I don't remember when it was but it was less than a year he was back and you're going up your first time back against the fastest receiver I know there were some other uh mistakes that he made regardless of that but you know, I think the hope is that he you pay him five years, $82 million. The hope is he's going to figure it out, and I think that's why they're working with him and they're, um, you know, trying to get him to where they think that he can be and why they brought him here. 
Right, exactly. I mean, again, I, I thought he was a hell of a player when he was in New England. Uh, Mr. INT, he was always taking the ball away, and, and so that's what I expected, but it's just I know he hasn't lived up to that as of yet, but it's early in his contract. Well, Bridget, we'll close out with this. I think for the Raiders to have a chance in this game, they've got to get the run game going. I think Josh Jacobs has got to have a big game. What does it look like for the Chargers and their, their run defense? How are they looking so far trying to stop the run? Yeah, I think that's a, an issue the Chargers saw um, – you know, last week, I think if we, we, I remember that game, I don't remember what month it was, but in Vegas last year when the Raiders beat the Chargers mm, yep. and the reason they won was Josh Jacobs. I think he's a guy, I was talking to Khalil Mack about it today, like you got to be prepared for this guy to come. You got to stack the box. You got to do whatever you can to stop him. So I know he's a big focus for this defense, uh, but then again, Devontae Adams too, you know, <laughs> yeah. they got to have their secondary ready for to try and stop him um so I, I think I don't know it's going to be an interesting matchup I never like to pick who's going to win especially in divisional matchups because you really just don't know I think it brings in a different kind of energy and competition because the teams know each other so well they know their weaknesses yeah, they do. It's funny. Every year when I look at the schedule, I always just say they're going to split. I always look at the Raiders and Chargers and say they're going to yeah. split. You know, I mean, and, and, and yeah, and normally it plays out that way. So, you know, we'll we'll see. This is the first of two matchups. It's in SoFi. Week four action. I can't believe we're already a quarter of the way through the NFL season, but here we are. So you said you're working on a piece uh, for Quint, uh, on Quentin Johnson. Anything else that you're working on that we should be on the lookout for? No, that's it. That should come out tomorrow. Um yeah, I'm just excited. Hopefully, um, you know, like I mentioned, Thule has been doing great things for this team. So depending on when he has a, another explosive game, hopefully kind of get his story out there. There's yeah. a lot of young guys on this team with interesting stories, and I'm sure likewise on the Raiders. Um, yeah. that, you know, it's always fun when you get a chance to dig a little deeper into these new rookies. Right. No, you're right. And, and Thule is a guy that a lot of Raider Nation wanted the Raiders to draft, and the Chargers were able to get him, and he's, he's become a part of a three-headed monster there in L.A. Uh, as far as that uh, defensive line goes and getting after the quarterback. So that's really a good get for the Chargers and their defense. Well, Bridget, it's always great catching up with you. Thanks so much for your time. I definitely appreciate you. Yeah, thanks. I'll see you Sunday. All right. See you. Appreciate you. Bridget Condon right there, NFL Network with us, giving us all the details on the Chargers. Our final little look into what the L.A. Chargers are going to bring to the table come Sunday at SoFi Stadium. Uh, one of two matchups, right? I feel like every single year the Raiders and the Chargers split. Like I feel very comfortable saying that's going to happen. I'm hoping the Raiders are on the winning side of things this week and get the first victory as opposed to having to get the second victory. But – It'd be nice if they swept them, too. But there's there's that. So many thanks to Bridget. We definitely appreciate her. We want to hear from you at 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword RNR. Not many believe the Raiders have a chance in this one. Why will they win? What will be the path to victory for the Silver and Black? And what type of day do you expect from running back Josh Jacobs? Is it possible that he gets 100 yards in this one? This is Raider Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, live from Buffalo Wild Wings. We've got Gilbert Manzano, Monday morning quarterback, coming up at the top of the hour to talk all things NFL. We're here at Buffalo Wild Wings at Galleria Mall, Mall Ring Circle. Come on by, hang out with us. Enjoy some food or drinks. we got plenty of prizes for you. Come on by and say what's up. We got you. We'll get you hooked up. We want to hear from you at 69187, keyword r that's the don'tbebroke.com text line and the phone line as well, 702-365-9200.
What type of day are you expected for running back Josh Jacobs? Can he get his first 100-yard rushing game? And what do you think the path to victory will be for the silver and black coming up on Sunday? Let's go out to the phone lines, talk to Raider Mike. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? What's up, Q? Chilling, man. Chilling. You doing all right? Uh, I'm in the middle of nowhere, North Florida, cleaning up another hurricane. Is what it is. They don't even have a bar here, Q. This <laughs> place sucks. I hear you. But anyway, it's good money. It's great money. There you go. Um, Jake will have his first 100-yard game. He's going to go beast mode because I know he feels embarrassed after the first three games. That's just not him. He, he's not hitting that hole like he hit last year when he won the rushing title. So, yeah, that is going to happen. Okay. What needs to happen is Josh McDaniels cannot do his impression of his Denver coaching days and Brandon Staley. That has to end. The play calling has not been good at all. It's been actually horrifying. There are more than two receivers on that team. Let's start designing plays for Hunter Renfro. Yeah. For Michael Meyer. And and you're going to always involve uh, Tay. Always. And the kid from New England. When when we get a New England player, it's hard to stick in our head because we just – it sticks in our craw. But he is a great receiver. And he seems to be at home with us. I mean, it's – it's almost to the point, Q, where we're going to have to lay down and go for Caleb. I mean, it, 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 that's where Denver's at. But they have that contract with Russell. They right. can't do that. Yeah. But we can. Because Jimmy G's not the answer. Six picks in three games, that's on pace for 34 interceptions. Right, yeah. Yeah, he's a temporary guy. He's temporary. So – Look to the future. You need to put A-Town and Young Jeezy in. <laughs> see what we got there. And if we don't, then break it down. Trade Tay. I can't, create, I can't trade Max ever. He's a Raider through and through. So right. is Tay. But Max is younger than Tay. He's got a chance if we got a real quarterback. So that's kind of where I'm at. Do better, everybody. Definitely. Our team, our fans, that city deserves better than what we see. That's all I got. I'll talk to you on Monday, Q. Raiders! Raider Mike, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate you. Really good stuff. And, yeah, I'm not, I'm not in the break-it-down uh, mode yet, <laughs> right? I mean, it's only September. I know October's on, for, on uh, Sunday. Uh, I, I'm not in that zone yet. I think that this team who's sitting in second place, even though they're one and two, uh, has an opportunity to still do some things, right? And I know that Jimmy's not the long-term guy. I absolutely know that. I know Brian Hoyer is no more than a, you know, a, a glorified backup at best. Um, Aiden O'Connell, I think his time will come. I don't think it's this week, right? I mean, talking to many people, um, if, if Jimmy G can't go, it's going to be Brian Hoyer. That's just what I'm hearing, right? But we'll see. That's obviously a decision that the team has to make. I don't think it's the Aiden O'Connell show yet. It's only week four. Uh, I think that if you do put him out there, you put him out there with the intent to put him out there for a nice extended period of time to really see what he's got. And I don't think while the Raiders are sitting there with an opportunity to still strike in the AFC West, I don't think that they make that call. So uh, I'd like to see Josh Jacobs, as you mentioned, get that 100-yard rushing game. That would be fantastic, something that I know he'd like to get. 
You know, I mean, I'm sure that he's feeling a little bit of pressure because he hasn't gotten it yet, knowing that he, he didn't, you know, go to training camp and he didn't have preseason. So he wants to get that, you know, from under his belt. And it took a while before he got going last year. So maybe it's going to take a while before he gets going again this year. But uh, at some point, you hope that he's able to break through. And this would be a great game, especially with uh, the Chargers and their defense not being that solid when it comes to, well, the defense in general, but really stopping the run. I think the Raiders have a real good chance of it. Thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Gilbert Manzano, Monday morning quarterback. He'll start off hour number two of the show. Coming up next from Buffalo Wild Wings, it's Raider Nation Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. 20.